What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, of course, Micah Folsom, and we have a guest with us on today. I am so excited to dig into this with Shelly. She is a just well of wisdom about beliefs and behavior and the choices that we're making and how they dictate our entire life. So we're going to be breaking, breaking into some of those powerful things that keep you stuck, some of the things that keep you frustrated. We're going to figure out how to navigate a lot of that. So do not skip out on this episode and let's get it started. All right, Shelly, welcome to the show. I am so excited for this episode. Me too. (laughs) So before we dig into everything that I love and all of this powerful stuff, tell us who you are. Tell us about your background, your experience, just so our listeners really get a feel for you. Okay. So my story is that my late husband was... um, looking at, he said he was on a spiritual intellectual journey to discover why we know what to do and don't do it or Mm. what to not do. And we do it. So some examples, you know, we all know that exercise and eating well will help us not just live longer, but have better quality lives. Yeah. And we don't do it. Um, We know that this relationship that I'm going into has red flags all over it. And we go in anyway. We know that we should make a business decision to put up our videos because that's going to help. And we don't do it. Mm -hmm. So, and he was looking at his own life where he was stuck and he was on a plane going to California to pitch a client um, to do some consulting work. And he was journaling and he he says he downloaded it because he was very um, modest and humble, but he was a genius. And he created this process and he got off the plane and he, the people that he was pitching to um, Micah were supposed to see four other people. He did the process on them. They hired him on the spot, Wow! came home and he said, Shelly, I, I downloaded something and he said, and I want you to see how it works. And we had been working in companies, making corporate change and like that. Mm-hmm. Well, he had been, not me. And he sat down with this woman and she said, she was a friend of the family. And she said, I want to be in a relationship. I want to get married. Um, she said, I'm getting older and it just never happens. So he's, says, what do you believe? And she says, well, I don't know. And he says, well, finish the sentence. Marriage is, and she goes, suffocating. You have to give yourself, you have to give up yourself. You can't be independent. You have to, um, you know, and she started spitting out all these beliefs. And then he said, well, what about men? Men are, and she goes, men are selfish. Men are this, men are that. You know, men only want one thing. Men, you know, aren't emotionally available. And I'm sitting there watching this and he picks one belief and he takes us through this process and the belief goes away. And Micah, I had this, like one of these spiritual thrown off the chair moments of that is what I am on this planet to do. That's amazing. And we train people and it takes a long time to train people to do it. I went like this and it was mine. It was mine. It was like in my body, in my bones. And I've been doing it for 35 years. And um, it never, ever doesn't 
to will me to get out of bed to do what I do. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I love it. I love that you've been able to build a life around something that you believe so wholeheartedly in. Like what a blessing. Yeah. And then so cool. seven years ago, my beloved, amazing husband dies, leaves me with a business. I didn't know the difference between a PL and a bank. <laughs> Not my wheelhouse. And I just kept looking at what's in the way. And then we have a little process, which I'll teach you at the end and give people a real takeaway. Um, and I use that to get out of bed and face the day. And I've been running the business for seven years and it's thriving. And I still want to find somebody to help me explode it to the next level because it's not how I want to spend my time. Right. But getting rid of the beliefs enabled me to, to do it. So amazing. So I want to, I mean, there's so many different directions that I could start, but I want to know before we dig into whatever direction we go, you mentioned that so many people know what to do and they don't do it. Like that gap that stands between what you know and what you, what you do. And it's, I think it's so interesting how much of that is subconscious where you don't even know all of this is going on in your brain and your mind and your, and you don't even know it's back there running the show because you're like, I'm thinking one thing I'm saying one thing and I'm doing something completely different. What in the actual heck is going on? So how do people even begin to identify those things? And I know you did that exercise. The marriage is, I think that's so powerful because it just like comes out. Yep. Is that something you would recommend? Like business is marriage is money is. Yes. So first, great question. So the first thing is, uh, I want to make a couple of distinctions. So a pattern is observable. Okay. Beliefs are not. So a pattern is something you can see. I can see you procrastinate. Mm. I can see that you have a fear of public speaking. I can see you can watch somebody be stressed at work. Yes. So patterns are repeatable things that you do or don't do that you want to stop. Okay. So something like I'm a procrastinator is a belief that comes from observing a pattern. So that's not a belief you want to get rid of. It's irrelevant. Underlying these patterns are these beliefs. Mm. The only pattern that has the same beliefs for everybody is fear of public speaking. So there are certain beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not important. Mistakes and failures are bad. If I make a mistake or fail, I'll be rejected. 
ever popular belief that ran my life, which we'll talk about later. What makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. So if I have those beliefs, I'm going to stand in front of people and I'm going to be nervous because right. those beliefs are causing, right? So yeah. how do we identify them? So the first thing you want to do is identify your pattern, right? What, what do I want to change, right? Um, I, I always attract unavailable men. And there's three kinds of patterns. There's behavioral, which is the most common. I do something I don't want to do, or I don't do something I want to do. I have something I don't want to have, or I want to have something I don't. That's behavioral. Emotional patterns are anxiety. I mm. feel anxious all the time. I feel depressed. I feel fear. Th those are That's it, emotional patterns. <clears throat> the third pattern, which is the last one I'd look at, because that gets a little complicated is reality patterns, right? I do all the right things and nothing ever works out for me. So those are kind of beliefs like life is hard or I'll never get what I want, right? Okay. So the first thing you want to do is identify the pattern. Then you want to ask yourself, what might logically, so take it out of yourself. I have a friend who has this problem what might she believe? Now get as specific as you can. So when do you procrastinate? You know, like what's the thought or feeling right before you are about to do something and you procrastinate? What's the thought? What's the feeling? That's the most important question to elicit beliefs. So you might say, I'm about to do something and the thought is, oh God, I'm going to fail. Right. Or people are going to think I'm an idiot. So you, you have some thought before you do or don't do something. You're about to um, speak up for yourself. And the little voice in your head says, no one cares what you have to say. What you have to say is not important. So if you listen to that little voice, you will get your beliefs. You can ask logically, what might someone believe that has this. So in order to speak up for yourself, right? What must you believe? Well, speaking up is dangerous. Mm. What I have to say is not important. People aren't interested in what I have to say. And I'm also telling you the most common beliefs that people have, right? Um, I'm not good enough. I don't think I've ever had a client. I have clients in every country around the world we have a program with 19 self-esteem beliefs that uh, I'm going to give you a free uh, uh, opportunity to, to try. Whatever, whoever does it, whatever client, everyone pretty much has the belief I'm not good enough. And then we'll talk about survival strategy beliefs and why you think you may not have it. So that's how you, that's basically how you identify your beliefs. I love it. So I love that. That's like, notice the pattern and something comes up. So I work with, I, I mentor a lot of women in business. So I see this one a lot. I have all these goals. I want all these things for my family. I want to do all these things. I know what to do. I know how to do it. I know the strategy and I don't. I don't do it. I get busy. I get distracted. I, everything else takes precedence, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's so awesome that they can pay attention. Okay. What's actually happening? What is the pattern? What's going on? And then what are the thoughts? What are the thoughts coming up? Whether it's, oh, this will never pay off this work, this work away from my family or the sacrifice I'm making for my kids. It's, it's not ever going to work out for me. So why do, why do I even do this? Like I could just, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so powerful because no wonder you're not doing the thing when you have thoughts like that playing in the background. Brilliant. And I, I and I have to tell you something. I know that you are a brilliant mentor. Coach, You're so right. Nice. <laughs> no, I know that. I listened. <laughs> and and he, you know, how many how many of you listening have gone to workshops and learned awesome things? And you walk out going, oh my God, that was the best workshop. And then Three days later, the notes are in the drawer and nothing's changed. Yep. How could that yeah. be? Because you have beliefs in the way. 
Yeah. And what's so exciting is sometimes I'll work with somebody and they get rid of their beliefs and then they call me and they go, oh my God, I did the program <laughs> and it was amazing. And blah, blah, blah. and I just sit there like and magic. And I say, yeah, can you get that? Because, because I want people to know you have the power. Mm -hmm. I work with, and this is not probably your audience, but I work with sexual abuse victims, mm. whether people have been sex trafficked or raped or molested as a child. And once they get rid of their beliefs, they no longer define themselves by something that happened five, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, their whole life doesn't have to be, you know, at the effect of that. Yeah. When you open up, when you, when you clear the beliefs, you open up, it opens up your listening to people like you who are brilliant, who could tell me, you could tell me how to run my business. The minute you said that I coach people and how to, you know, run their businesses, I'm going, yes, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's, and it's such an interesting thing because you're like, you can't know what's going on between their two ears. You can't know what beliefs are, are running the show. You can't know that. And, and I think most people don't even know that themselves. So understanding how to navigate this and understanding how to help people uncover those things and then clear them. How do you do that? Like, let's dig into that part now. So, so a belief comes up, they're like, okay, so I believe in business that my time sacrifice for my kids or the work I'm putting in and all of this, blah, 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 is not going to pay off. I'm not ever going to get what I want for, for ABC and D reasons. So right. if they have that belief, how do we clear it? How do we get rid of that? Okay. So unless we had time to actually take people through the process which I've done on podcasts, but it does take a 20, 25 minutes. I, I can't tell you how to do it. I wish I, I mean, I could tell you, but that's not going right. to, it's not going to work. So, right. But, but I'm going to tell you why beliefs are so hard to get rid of Perfect. and how to, to do it. But I want to tell you a two second story. I don't know why this came up, but I always trust <laughs> what comes up. So I had the belief what makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. And that ran my life, that little voice. Every time I walked away from somebody, what does she think? And what does she mm, think? Did yeah. I wear the right thing? And did I do the right thing? And like, I forgot to ask you what, what, who your audience is. And I would have gone, oh God, I didn't ask her. And then, blah, 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 you know, and, and so it kept me from being my authentic self. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I get rid of, I'm not good enough. What makes me good enough is having other people think well of me long time ago, forgot about it. And if somebody didn't like, didn't like me, I would be like, Oh God, what's wrong with me. So since my husband died, I haven't done a lot of dating yet. And now I'm ready finally. And a friend of mine introduces me to somebody and we go to, to have coffee. And I walk in, I went, well, I don't know. He's not quite my type, but give it a shot, Shell. My, my girls tell me, mom, you're too fussy. So I said, okay. <laughs> so we get into this conversation. He's conscious, which is my number one, you know, must have. And he listens. Number two, he asks good questions. He's interested. Number three, I said, okay, this is this is good. So we have this great conversation for a little, I don't know, an hour or so, whatever it was. And it was going really well. And all of a sudden he says, well, it I loved our conversation. It was great meeting you. And the voice in my head went, you don't want to go out with me? Are you insane? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. It was like, yes, I love it. Um, and I really felt that way. It's like, are you kidding? I'm awesome. <laughs> like, why would you? And of course, I didn't say that. But, <laughs> right. but that's what happens. The little voice in your head either changes or mm -hmm. is quiet. I love yeah. that. I love that. And and it's like, and so many people, and they call it, Lots, have you ever read that book called mastering your mean girl? 
it's about, it's about the voice in your head. It's about the voice in your head and how, how mean it is. Like, honestly, how critical, how rude, how just all of the things. And so when you can master the mean girl and you can shift your thoughts and shift your beliefs, like everything changes, that just reminded me of that though, because you had this inner mean girl and now it's like, what? Exactly. Now you've got a cheerleader and everyone should. And, And here's the thing. Everybody does it ass backwards. Master your mean girl. No, get rid of your beliefs and you won't have a mean girl. I always say good therapy teaches you how to cope with life. What we do gets rid of your problems. So there's nothing to cope with. That's so big. Yeah. Don't have to spend your life trying to fix it and shut it up and do techniques and blah, blah, blah. It's like exhausting. You know, you get rid of a belief. um, Skiing is dangerous. You'll ski. I I actually had somebody for dinner. God, I haven't thought about this in years in Connecticut. She was my husband's ex-girlfriend from a hundred years ago and they reconnected. She was in Connecticut. She came to visit us and we had a gorgeous pool. And I said to her, would you like to go for a swim after dinner? And she goes, Oh God, she said, I haven't put on a bathing suit in 40 years. I'm terrified of the water. I said, really, what happened? She said, I almost drowned as a kid. So I said, how would you like to work on that? And she said, well, I'd love to. 20 minutes later, she got rid of the belief that water is dangerous. Wow. I swear to God. Now I thought she would put a foot in the water. Then the next time she'd put her leg in the water. She goes in my room, takes a bathing suit, gets in the, jumps in the pool. <laughs> that was that's it. amazing. Like, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. That so, is so cool. So here's how, why beliefs stay with us. Okay. This is very, very powerful. So really listen, everybody. I'll give you an example first. You're walking down the street. Oh, so you believe that Micah doesn't like you. And you and I are standing on the street talking and Micah walks by and doesn't say hello to you. Doesn't it seem like you could see, like you would say to me, see, Shell, I told you Micah doesn't like me. See? Like looking for evidence, looking for proof. It's as if it's, it's bigger than that. It's as if you could see she doesn't like me now. You, I'll go to Charlton in a second. And I know you have kids, right? You have lots yeah. of kids. Five. Five With, kids. Yep. Unimaginable. <laughs> and I'll tell you later why parenting is my passion. Okay. So anything you can see has a color, shape, and location. Yes? Yep. You can't see she doesn't like me. Right. When you're little, so kids come into this world. How old are you? How old are your youngest? One. Oh, okay. Do you have a three, three, four? Yeah, one. So, well, he's almost two, five. She just turned five. Five. Okay. So, when you walk in the house at the end of the day and your five year old sees you, what does she do? Mommy, she comes giving you a big hug. She runs to you, right, and gives you a big hug. Yeah. So I've asked that question to people in Uganda and every country imaginable. What does your child do when you come? They run to me. And what do they want? So the first thing she wants is a hug, right? She mm-hmm. wants affection. Yeah. Then what does she want? Conversation. Like she wants to talk with you. Good. And I ask attention. This attention. Yeah. I ask this because when it comes from you, it's so much more powerful than when it comes from me. So every child alive wants affection, attention, and acknowledgement. Yeah. Wow. Look what you did. And they go and they beam, right? Yeah. 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 What is the one word question that every child asks all day long? Why? 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 (laughs) Why? Thank you. Thank you. Excellent, excellent student. Why is mommy yelling at me? Why is she angry? Why can't I do this right? Why? I guess so. I see I'm not good enough. 
Mm. Now I'm going to say something that for those of you who are parents, I'm not going to go into parenting very much, but I will say one thing because this is my soapbox. Everything's fixable. So let me say that before. <laughs> my friend Marie Folio says everything is figure outable. I say everything is fixable. Okay. Yes. Okay. You're going like this and your child is talking to you and you go, mm-hmm, I'm listening. What they think they see is I'm not important. Totally. If you don't give them affection, what they see is I'm not lovable. And if you yell at your children when they make mistakes or fail, they will conclude mistakes and failures are bad. Now, here's the fascinating thing. I have worked with five Harvard PhDs who had the belief, I'm stupid. Oh, geez. They know they're not stupid. They have a PhD from Harvard, but they still believe it. Because when I go back in the process, and you'll have an opportunity to do this with a video, doesn't it seem like you saw I'm stupid? They all say, I did see it. Wow. One guy said to me, I saw it every day of my life. And I said, really? What color is I'm stupid? Where it, well, I saw my father slap me on the head and call me genius. Yes, you did see that. But where was I'm stupid? Oh, that was in my mind. I made that up. Like Santa Claus, right? So there are certain beliefs that cause certain patterns. Yeah. When you get rid of them, the patterns go away. My voice in my head has gotten so quiet that sometimes I forget it was ever busy. And again, I'm not perfect. I, you know, have stuff. We all have It is mind boggling the difference. And I think one of the things that our listeners need to just realize is step one is just awareness that of what is even going on, because I think most people operate life, just letting the thoughts happen, letting them fire, letting it. And they just, that dictates how they feel every day. That dictates what they do every day. That dictates the life that they create. And it's like, our listeners can just feel so excited and empowered that you are way ahead of the game just because you're aware of this you're aware what's going on so no matter I don't want you for a second to be like oh my gosh I'm broken all of my thoughts are negative all of my thoughts are this all of my beliefs oh my gosh da 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 great start where you are and now you can move through this and now you can learn how to break through these beliefs that are keeping you whatever it is stuck frustrated from feeling your best, living your best, all of that stuff that you are so capable and worthy of. And I think this is why I'm like super passionate about all of this work is because it's not like, why is this not taught in schools? Why is this not a part of like how we're brought up and parenting 101 and let's figure out how to parent and talk with our children and navigate all this. And one of the reasons that I do the work that I do and why I'm so passionate about all of this is because of how I mother now compared to 10 years ago when I was a different human who did not know any of this stuff. It's like, this is generational impact when you can learn these things and implement them. Oh, oh, it's like, I just... Oh, I get so excited about it because it's huge. These beliefs go from generation to generation, not because there's some airy fairy legacy, blah, blah, blah. That's silly. Why it happens is if your mother meets men who beat her and she stays with them and you're concluding, oh, men have all the power and women have to stay. I just worked with somebody with that belief. You never leave your husband. It's like my mother stayed and, you know, my mother said, you you, blah, blah, blah. I can't make it on my own. I don't have what it takes. Then your daughter sees that 
And now she's got the same beliefs. If you walk around going, oh God, life is hard. Money is scarce and hard to get. Your kids are going to observe that and then they're yeah. going to conclude it. So, so what we do is we stop the chain of dysfunction from going down to one more yes. generation. Yeah. And, you know, for those of you who are in business and have, you know, conflict about parenting and mother and, and working and, you know, guilt and all that, if you just can be present to when you're with your child, if you're on the road and you're traveling, just call them on, on you know, FaceTime or, you know, and say, tell me about your game. I wish I was there. Tell me everything so it could feel like I could be there. 10 yeah. minutes and it will change the game. Yeah. So it isn't that you have to change your life you have to just get the skills from people like Micah that will help you navigate. You know, I talk about watering all the plants and I love the name of your podcast. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> you know, get rid of your crap. <laughs> um, we tend to water one plant. We tend to be parenting and I'm going to be the best parent and the best mother. And then, you know, the rest of your life goes like this. Mm -hmm. But if you have a lot of plants in your house, you're going to water all of them. So they're healthy and alive yeah. and vibrant, right? So you have to take care of your health. You have to take care of your money. You have to take care of your relationships. You have to take care of yourself. Yeah. You must, 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 because with sacrifice comes resentment. Oh my gosh. Yes. My husband used to say, if you don't want to do something for me, but you want to do it because you love me so much, that's fine. But I never want you to sacrifice because with sacrifice comes resentment. And it was brilliant. That is quick time out from the show to let you know that I am looking for the next women that I'm going to mentor on my team. This is within team beach body. We get to lock arms together. I get to be your mentor, building a business, working on your health goals and empowering others. So if you are someone who would love to get healthier, who loves prioritizing, working out and eating well and sharing your story on social media and being a light and uplifting others and would love a way to make extra income, even if it's alongside a full-time career or in the cracks of motherhood, whatever it is, you can build this in a way that feels best to you. So if you want to work with me closely to grow as a person, to become a better mother, to become a better wife, to become a more empowered human being, that is literally what we do every single day. And if you follow me on social media, you already know what we do as coaches. You already know what it looks like to be a successful coach, because that's what I share just my life. And that is what I do. And I would love to help more women have an opportunity to literally transform your health, transform your mindset, transform your community of people that you're surrounded with and be able to transform your financial opportunity with this business. I can't wait to chat with you. If you want some more info about it, go to micafulsomfit.com slash transform your life, put in your email. I will be able to send you all of the nitty gritty beats. And if you want to chat one-on-one -on -one with me, I am an open book. Ask me all the questions. Tell me your fears. Tell me your reservations. Ask me if you'd be a good fit. I will be honest with you. I can promise you that. So shoot me a message at Micah Folsom Fit and we can chat there. I cannot wait to work with you. So I have a question for you. Yes. <clears throat> so we mentioned like, and I'm thinking specifically with business and with entrepreneurs, you can see someone have success. You can see it working for them like evidence proof. That's real. That's possible. Why isn't evidence enough to break that belief that it's not going to work for me? It's not going to be possible. Like why isn't seeing it enough? That's a great, great, great question. It's funny. I'm writing, I have a book coming out in um, May or June on entrepreneurship of all things. <laughs> Shocks me. It's going <laughs> to be a hit. Yeah, I hope so. Um, <laughs> once you think you 
saw something. You can't not believe it, right? So that's a double negative, but it's impossible to not believe something you think you saw, right? So when I have evidence, but I'm seeing something different. Okay, you believe in Santa Claus. I'm gonna use a silly example first. You see Santa Claus, there he is. Now, all of a sudden you see um, somebody telling you there's no Santa Claus and they take all the uh, things off and you go, yeah, but, but, but they don't know there's really a Santa Claus, right? So you see everything through your filters and your filters are your beliefs. So let's assume you fail every subject in school or you're bullied in school or your parents criticize you constantly and you think, I saw I'm not good enough. Now you see evidence that um, somebody loves you or you get all good grades, you get to college and now all of a sudden I'm doing well and I'm getting good grades. And you go, and by the way, grades have nothing to do with your good enoughness. Your achievements have nothing. And it, please let me talk about that in a minute. Um, workaholism, okay? So now I get good grades. And you think that somebody would go, oh, maybe I am good enough. But here's what they do. Oh, the classes were easy. I said to this guy, you have a PhD from Harvard. I'll never forget this because it was this was 30 years ago. We were working in a corporation and I'm working with this guy who's the head psychologist at this company, I won't say. And he wanted to leave. He was miserable. He hated it. I said, what do you believe that has you not just go for it? And he goes, um, uh, and, and I worked with him for a little bit. And all of a sudden I go, say I'm stupid. And he goes, I'm stupid. He goes, I have that thought all the time. And I went, but you're a PhD from Harvard. And I, this is what he said to me, Micah. I conned my way through Harvard. Oh my gosh. Now, everybody listening, you don't con your way through Harvard, right? <laughs> right. But because he had this belief, that's how he looked at the evidence. So that's why the evidence doesn't get rid of your belief because you always have a reason. My girlfriend had a lot of beliefs about men and relationships. And I told a story about my husband and I, it's very magnificent story about him uh, um, asking me to commit and surrendering and this, this whole thing. And so we're in Fire Island, we're on the deck and the girls are talking and I tell the story. She had just had a session with me on her beliefs about men. Her father was a violent alcoholic. And she said, Shelly, I've heard you tell this story now three times. That was the first time I heard it. Oh, wow. She literally couldn't hear it. And my point in sharing that is it's very hard to see anything inconsistent with your beliefs. That's why the evidence is always put in some box. Yeah. And I love how you said the filter because that it just, it's such a perfect picture for me of like, you've got sunglasses on and some people have pink, some people have blue, some people yeah. have green and they're looking at the same thing but they are seeing it completely different colored because of what they believe. Yes. I, and, and on this topic, I had a client, and this is in my book because it's my fate, one of my favorite examples <laughs> of this. He called me up and he said, Shelly, I need help. I said, what's your problem? He said, I, I, um, I'm a workaholic. So I said, okay. He said, I keep telling my kids I'm going to come to their game. I'm going to come to their performance. I never make it. He said, my second wife is ready to divorce me. My kids don't know me. Mm. He said, I am on the pub. I am on the cover of business publications. I am worth over $10 million. When is it going to be enough? To which I replied, never. It's a heroin addiction. 
Mm-hmm. So again, all this evidence that he's awesome is irrelevant. Right. And he can't do what he wants to do. He said, I, I want to know my kids. I know I'm going to die with regret and I can't. So workaholism is the belief or the beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not important. What makes me good enough are my achievements. Yeah. So we call that a survival strategy belief. And by the way, a belief is a statement about reality that you hold as the truth. That's what a belief is. And I'm going to have you all say one in a minute out loud. I got a beach ball. It's called, I'm not good enough. What makes me good enough is, and I'm going to give you one you'll like, achieving things. Now, as long as I'm achieving things, the beach ball stays underwater, but it gets very exhausting. And every time something threatens your success, up comes, I'm not good enough in your face. So we have to get rid of both. If you are the oldest of 10 kids, what do you think you get acknowledged for from your parents? Probably for taking care of and like helping. Exactly. So those people conclude what makes me good enough is taking care of people. Mm -hmm. So now in order to hold, I'm not important because I never got attention as a kid underwater, I have to take care of people. So those people become nurses. Whenever I have somebody who's the oldest of 10, I always go, are you a nurse? (laughs) They go, how did you know? (laughs) (laughs) And if you're not a nurse, are you the caretaker in your family? How did you know? Yeah. Because I know that's what that parenting leads to, right? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing I just want to say. If anybody is a parent, or even if you're not, and you have the belief, what makes me good enough are your achievements, my achievements. You are a human being, not a human doing. Acknowledge your children for being. So when my husband died, we had a memorial and what a hundred people said, if I let them, I only let 50 and then (laughs) enough, (laughs) but here's what they said. He was the most loving man I ever met. Two people said they knew him 40 years and never heard him say a bad word about anybody. He was present. He made me feel like the most important person on the planet. My daughter stood up and said, I not only knew I was loved unconditionally every day of my life by my father, but to never feel judged. That's his legacy. Nobody talked about the books he wrote. Nobody talked about the process he created. Nobody talked about the fact that he went to the University of Chicago. Nobody cares. Right. Not in, maybe it's interesting but it's not who you are. And when you get rid of that belief, Micah, then you can go for it. Then you could say, okay, because I either will or I won't. I'll either be successful or I won't. You know, like when I took on my business, I had no idea what was going to happen. No clue. So what would you say then? Is it just being willing to dig into this work of breaking those beliefs? Like how can someone who feels maybe frustrated or stuck or, well, gosh, but I'm just in this place where I'm, I'm not doing, or I'm not being who I know I can be like, how do they finally. Good. So, so I'm going to give you an opportunity. That's awesome. to be very frustrating because I can't like, you can see, I'll give you everything I have. I mean, I am not here to, I'm here to do this. So if I could tell you, do this, do this, do this, and I would. If it However, was only that easy, right? I know, I'm, I know. <laughs> but, but I'm going to give you a couple of things. I'm going to give you a tool that's going to blow your minds in a minute. So everybody take a deep breath. Okay. Now I want you to say out loud, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Now say, I'm not important. I'm not important. Now say I'm a monkey. 
I'm a monkey. So when you say I'm a monkey, obviously that either feels silly or flat. When you said the beliefs, did it feel the same or different? It didn't feel silly. It felt more like somber to me. Mm -hmm. So for most people, when you say I'm not good enough or I'm not important, it doesn't feel good to say. Yeah. And somebody once said, well, that's not a good statement. And I said, guess what? I'm a monkey. I'm, I'm whatever. It, it's just words. The reason that it has a charge is because you believe it. Mm. So the first thing is, if you go to eliminatebeliefs.com, you can eliminate one of those beliefs for free. Awesome. Okay. And then you'll get access to the 19 beliefs if you want to do that. Okay. <laughs> so in order to get rid of your beliefs, you have to go through this process and you'll go through it and you'll see what it is. And if you could plug in other beliefs, you can do that. But you want to really look at what are the beliefs, like with fear of public speaking, there's 11 beliefs or that you have to go and then your fear will go away. 100% without question. Now, let's get into the tool part. Once you eliminate beliefs, feelings won't come up. Nothing's going to stop you. You'll be sitting in a meeting. And whereas before the voice in your head would say, don't say anything, don't say anything. You get rid of the belief. What I have to say is not important. And then you'll be sitting in a meeting and you'll just go, well, I don't know, you know, and then I say to my client, anything different? No. Do you notice anything? No. Then they go, oh, <laughs> oh, I, because that little voice is not there. You're not even yeah. aware of the new behavior. It's so natural. Okay. Now, if somebody walks into a room, now I want you to, to just open up to what I'm going to say. And when I'm finished, you could scream and yell and write, you know, Micah, all kinds of things. But for okay. right now, I'm going to ask you to suspend <laughs> your judgment, okay? okay? Okay. If you walk into a room and somebody you know comes in and doesn't speak to you, what might you automatically think? They don't like me. They're Perfect. mad at me. Perfect. They don't like me. They're mad at me. Everybody, whatever you thought, they're rude, they're distracted, whatever you thought, that's meaning. Where did that meaning come from? Do you want me to answer? <laughs> so I, I mean, said, what do you think? And you said, I think they're mad at me. Where did that meaning come from? I mean, probably, I, I would probably a previous experience, nope. but not anything. What is it? Your brain. But Your I don't mind. think, I don't think not everyone likes me. No, 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 no. But where did the meaning come from where did it generate oh, yeah. just my brain exactly <laughs> your husband comes home and doesn't kiss you hello oh he's having an affair oh, right? yeah right yeah. um uh you get uh less listeners on your podcast than you usually do oh god nobody's listening it, it, it's gonna do my podcast is you know we give my husband died right grieving is healthy not getting out of bed, not healthy. So I said, what meaning am I giving? And I'm going to show you how I used it. What, because it saved my life. What meaning are you giving the events? I'm going to starve to death because I don't know how to run a business. Uh, next day, I don't want to get out of bed. What happened? Morty died. What meaning are you giving it? I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life, right? So we give meaning. Now, the meaning we give events mostly comes from our beliefs right so when you get rid of your beliefs if you have a belief dogs are dangerous the dog comes at us and you give it the meaning that dog's gonna bite me and you feel fear so all meaning is in your mind if meaning is in your mind do events have inherent meaning I would say yes. Okay. Tell me an event that has 
inherent. Wait, what is, what do you mean inherent? Like no matter what? The meaning is in the event. Oh. The meaning is in the event. It's not, it's every, it is. No, I think it just is. It's neutral and you give the meaning. Or you don't. Right. Let's not take it there yet. So events have no inherent meaning. Another way of saying that is we don't know anything for sure because something happens. Morty died. It's not that it didn't matter or it's no big deal. We don't know anything. Do do you know if I'm going to ever meet somebody again? Nope. Do you know if I'll ever be happy again or love again or starve to death? We have no events have no meaning. Now, here's the good part. All of our emotions come from the meaning we give events. Yeah. So if I said my husband was the most horrible person in the world, and I'm so glad it's a good thing he died, I would have felt happy. If I said he was the most wonderful husband in the world, I'm going to feel sad. If it had no meaning and we were separated for years and I heard he died, I wouldn't feel anything. So no event can make you feel anything. I'm going to tell you a great story as a parent. When our kids get mouthy, Mm -hmm. we conclude, we, sorry, sorry, we give it the meaning. So beliefs are formed in the past. Meaning is made in the moment. Your child says, I hate you. You go, they don't respect me. Now, what are you going to feel? Sad, frustrated, all the negatives. Angry, exactly. Right? Now, I'll tell you my favorite story. My daughter, we moved here from Connecticut to California. My daughter is 14 years old. She walks in the house. She's a hormonal teenager. (laughs) My husband was a saint. He was was a Jewish saint and an angel. And he, he said something, she said something, and she goes, oh, my God, you're being such a dick. And she walks to her room and slams the door. And I'm like this, Micah, like, and he goes, I, I was like, and he says, Shell, relax. It's a word. <laughs> goes to her room, goes to the door. And he says, I hear a teenager who loves her father and is not in touch with it right now. She throws her shoe at the door and we hear laughing and crying. And she comes out and she goes, oh, daddy, I'm so sorry. I had the worst day. I can't believe I said that to you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he goes, it's okay. okay. From that day, Micah, till the day he died, they had a relationship that was beyond his oh. proudest achievement in life was that his teenage daughter would hold his hand in the street. <laughs> that is something to be proud of. We were on Mother's Day. We were in the in the jacuzzi. And she said to me, Mom, in that moment, I knew there was nothing I could ever do or say that would have him not love me. It's precious. He didn't give it meaning. Yeah. I'm going to teach you very quickly how to dissolve meaning because we're making, we make meaning so fast. We don't even know we do it. Right. So business, you don't get the sale. You don't get the job. You don't get another great story. I had a client who was going to a, 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 an interview at a law firm that he was like the law firm he wanted to work at. And we, when we do belief work at the end we get rid of the feeling associated with the belief by getting that the event has no meaning. So he goes on the interview and he was really, really nervous and he botched it and he didn't get the job and he leaves and he goes, oh God, you know, and he goes, wait a minute, what happened? I botched the interview. What meaning did I give it? I'll never get another job as good as this. What else could it mean? Come up with one other possible interpretation. Well, it could mean that there's a better job and I'm not supposed to be working. Wasn't the right job, yeah. But the fact that I didn't get it has no inherent meaning. Doesn't tell us anything, right? Next morning, he gets up, they call him. 
we, saw, we, we just read your resume. And even though you didn't have a good interview and you were nervous, we're giving you the job because the resume was so amazing. So it didn't, <laughs> not only didn't it mean he'd never get a better job, it didn't mean he wouldn't get that job. Right. So no matter any time you have a negative emotion, stop and ask yourself what just happened and then either get the meaning is in your mind. It's not in the event or do my way. Cause that's my husband's way. He had, his, he has a TEDx talk called how to stop suffering that teaches you how to do this. But all you have to do is get, come up with one other interpretation. My boss wants to see me. Oh God, I'm going to get fired. Well, it could mean that. And it could mean I'm getting a promotion. But the fact that he said he wants to see me has no meaning. And once you get that, the emotion goes away. And now you could deal with the thing, don't deal with the thing, whatever it is that happened. But you're not coming from that emotion. Yeah. I have a story about this really quick. Go ahead. For our entrepreneurs. I had a deep like resistance and fear around being rejected. And being so, so part of what I do as a wellness coach is I ask people to work on their journey with me, to, to share their goals with me so that I can help them and we can journey alongside each other. And obviously lots of people are not going to be ready for that. They're not going to be here for it. They're like, no, life is busy. I don't want to work on my goals right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't have time for that. I used to give that the meaning of they don't want to work with me. I must've said something wrong. I must be doing something stupid that they don't, whatever, whatever, all of this negative meaning. And so no wonder I hated inviting people. I hated getting rejected. I hated opening up my inbox and seeing a negative response. I hated all of it until I gave it a different meaning. And it was like magic, the flip that switched. And it came from a lot of it also came from like, people just wouldn't respond. And you hear that a lot. Well, they just ghost me. I must be saying the wrong thing. They must not like me. I must blah, 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 all this stupid crap. Well, one time I opened a message and literally my two-year-old at the time had pooped and taken off his diaper. And it was a crap show to say the least. So I opened up the message and it was something I wanted to respond to. And I was like excited about how to shut it down. Obviously go clean up the mess. Da, 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 forgot it. The message got buried weeks later. That person followed up and was like, Hey, da, 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 da. and so literally when that happened to me on that side of things, it was like instantaneous that I'm like, Oh, that's so easy. When someone doesn't respond to me, when they ghost me, when they, whatever, I'm just going to give it the meaning that life happened. They got busy. They got distracted. It has nothing to do with what I said or what we we're talking about or them wanting to do it or not. And it is my job to check back in with them just in case this is something they want to do. Just in case crap did hit the fan and they got busy. It's my job to open up that door again. And the energy behind it, the excitement that I had around sending the messages and being in the conversations was a night and day difference. So just like the way that you describe that and how powerful it is, I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally did that with this situation. And it changed that vital behavior that I have for growing my business. It changed it immensely. And that could have kept me stuck in my tracks for years and years and years. And it's like just something so little makes such a huge difference. So, yeah. so when you so get powerful. that the event has no meaning, yeah, it doesn't mean that you, you what you make up either, <laughs> but it's fabulous, you know. But flipping the switch like you did is the first step, and then get we don't know anything for sure, right? Maybe, you know, they had who knows what, or maybe they don't like women, or maybe you know, <laughs> they were attracted to me and didn't want to work with me. Yeah, who knows, right? But for real, meaning is always that's why. As entrepreneurs and mothers and whoever's listening, why is a terrible question? Because why is meaning, meaning is made up. Mm. What happened? 
What did I conclude? What meaning did I give? What can I do about it? When you're dealing with your children, you're dealing with your coworkers, or you're dealing with your employees, what happened? What can we do about it? What did you feel? What can we do differently? Even where or how, where can, you know, how can we, but why? You know, why don't you have great sex? Well, I was molested as a kid. Okay, now we can go to therapy and we could talk about it for a very long time. Or you could get what happened. I was molested. What'd you conclude? I'm worthless. What else? What's another interpretation? The person was a pervert. What is it? Or damaged or, you know, a pedophile. And then you go through the process. Now with this particular process, you could say, what does it really mean? Didn't feel good. I wished it hadn't happened, but it has no inherent meaning. Yeah. I also want to say one more thing about entrepreneurs because because you keep bringing up entrepreneurs. I want to say this. I worked with somebody 10 years ago and he said, my father always told me having a job is secure. Being an entrepreneur is dangerous. Mm. And he saw his father go bankrupt, starting his own business. And he said, Shelly, I want my, I have this idea and I want to start my own business. And I'm too, you know, I can't. We worked on that belief. We worked on a couple of others. He just called me 10 years later. My business is worth $25 million. Oh my gosh. And I want to buy out my partner and I'm afraid to approach him. So we worked on that. <laughs> that is incredible. So That's be incredible. careful what you believe about being an entrepreneur. Oh, I know there is a plethora of beliefs that people have. That is for dang sure. Oh my goodness. This is so powerful. This is the stuff that I'm just like, it is so interesting to me because it touches every aspect of your life, no matter what you're doing, humaning, like it touches every ounce of what we do and who we are. Gosh, I love it so much. So you gave us the, I wrote down the links. We can put in the show notes, the eliminating beliefs one. Eliminate beliefs. Eliminate beliefs.com. Okay. I'll make sure that's in there. Where can they, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you on social and all the things? Okay, and all the things. So um, Lefko Institute is the website. Um, uh, and, um, you know, Shelly Lefko, if you just Google me, I mean, there's 12,000 <laughs> videos and Perfect. Facebooks and Instagrams and all that. <laughs> Amazing. This was so wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that the universe let your internet work because it almost didn't. <laughs> so thank you for that. Oh, this is you so what? What? You what? what? That is such, I just want to share this last thing. <laughs> okay. So listen, everybody, this is such a perfect example. <laughs> so this morning, uh, a friend of mine, um, I'm in a group called the Transformational Leadership Council. And so a very, a lot of very successful people in the personal growth world. And my girlfriend got me on this podcast that has a hundred million listeners a month or something like that. And I was really looking forward to it. And I got up at seven, I got up early this morning because it was an early podcast and I got my flowers and I got all made up and <laughs> was all ready. And I go in and my internet is down and I start going, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and then I go, okay, I could use my hotspot. Okay. And that never happened. Somebody hit a pole and the internet went down. So I get on with this guy and it's spotty and, you know, there's no way we're going to do the interview. And I start going down the tubes and I went, wait a minute, what's happening? Now I do this automatically because we have a course where we teach people how to do it, which I've led 28 times, literally. <laughs> so I'm automatic. So I just go, okay, Shelly, it has, has no meaning. He said, he said, listen. He said, who we're going to be next week is different than who we are today. Oh, I love Maybe it. Maybe it'll be an even better interview. He was great about it. We sched rescheduled for next Wednesday and that was it. And I didn't go, oh God, and then I lost my opportunity. It saves you all that. Yes. Conversation. So 
Yes. I loved being with you, your energy, your joy. People are oh. so lucky to be coached by you. It is just amazing. Well, I loved this so much. And I appreciate you just sharing so much wisdom around this because Oh, this is so important. This is so important. And I hope this is one that you will want to go back and listen to again, and then probably revisit like in different seasons, because you will hear it differently when you are a different version of yourself. You absolutely will. Totally. So Shelly, thank you so much for taking time to be with us. Y'all go to that link, eliminatebeliefs.com and work through one. Do that. Do yourself a favor and at least spend the time doing that. And I would be willing to bet that once you learn how to do it with one, you could do it with another and you could do it with another. And if you want to dive deeper then work with Shelly, cause she's magic. So thank you guys so much for listening. Share this with your team, share this with your friends. This is something that once again, every person needs to be aware of and needs to know just how to work through these things. Cause this is the life-changing stuff. So Shelly, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. We will Bye be everybody. back in another week. Bye, you guys. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.